And welcome back, everybody, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast, and this is the Big 2-0. Yeah, man. Let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still think we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome back, everyone, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. Today's guest is an inspiration and founding member of one of the Canadian, one of Canada's most influential bands. He's a record producer, guitarist, lead vocalist, and multi-platinum award winner. If that weren't enough, he is the recipient of the National Achievement Award and East Coast Music Association's Lifetime Achievement Award. And just an all-around amazing individual. Ladies and gentlemen, Miles Goodwin. Miles, thanks very much for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. Uh, we're going to just jump right into our news today. Uh, today's article says a sex doll rental service opening up in Metro Vancouver this week. Uh, the company that delivers extremely realistic sex dolls to people's homes for short-term rentals is planning to open in Metro Vancouver this week. Uh, it's already prompted calls for boycott, of course. Uh, Natural was launched last year in Calgary by a father and son team who are planning to open a new location in Langley on Friday. Uh, the Natural Calgary's location rents out a variety of dolls in different made-up backstories, including a Russian ski instructor and an elf named Bella. Uh, most are modeled after women. However, there is one male. Uh, the website promises that the dolls are thoroughly cleaned and risk-free, but the company strongly recommends using protection. <laughs> that is beautiful. Uh, you know, this article could go on and on, but I got to tell you, um, I see a lot of problems with this. I, I mean, clearly Vancouver is really stepping out on a limb on this one. Um, I feel like this isn't much different than prostitution, yeah. <laughs> especially the, at those prices. The thing you got me was on was on rentals. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's like I was just like. Ew, <laughs> the first time I read that. It'd be funny if every time they come to work, there's like an army of G.I. Joes trying to get in the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, I, that is uh, both interesting and horrible. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that they've gone to the lengths of creating backstories for each of the characters. <laughs> um, they also stated in the article that they, uh, if you want us to go in, up the back alley, we can do that and meet you someplace if you want. <laughs> I, I, I think so they many innuendos. Say that, <laughs> the dolls say the same thing. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely. It's... <laughs> wow, it, it, isn't that fun? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. A renting, I, I, you know, I, I, you, normally when you get a sex toy, you have to buy it. No returns, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's enough power washers out there to make me want to read something. <laughs> and, I, and, and I would imagine if you're renting a sex toy to someone that hasn't had sex in a long time, you're rent by the minute. <laughs> if you were smart, you'd, you'd literally open up a sex toy cremation factory right beside. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
Hey, look, man, not my thing, but why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> right? I mean, $250 a night, but they actually do rent by the hour. I mean, they're no different than a city motel. <laughs> Matt, why was your bill only $10? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. What's this natural with an L? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, explain that one to your, uh, your corporate uh, getaways. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Maddie, what do you got? Well, mine's a little more tame, but it's it's equally funny. I saw it and I, it just it made me giggle, and now I have to share it with you guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, another another oh, little good little old Florida, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, deputies with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office responded to reports of someone screaming for help at a neighbor's home. On uh, this was just before the New Year. All right. Um, the homeowner was changing the brakes on his wife's car, uh, according to WPTV. When the deputies deputies arrived and notified him that his neighbor had called and reported that there was a woman screaming inside and asking for help. Um, This is when things got interesting. So the owner then, uh, to the officers, introduced Rambo. So uh, Rambo is actually his parrot. And when he was a – like this parrot is 40 years old. Wow. And when he was a kid, he thought it would be funny if he taught it to say, help, let me out. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so I guess this parrot was 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 screaming that, and the neighbors uh, called the cops. And and uh, long story short, and hilarity they, ensued. They all had a, a good laugh about it. So everybody was a good sport <laughs> about it, and, and even the cops took a picture and with the parrot. So I thought that was kind of funny. I, I I thought when you started this, I was like changing her brakes, quote unquote, <laughs> with air fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, I've heard a lot of parrots in my day. I think in the, those some of those hotels they used to stay at, especially in the seventies, like the White Spot and the old log in places like that. It sounded yeah. like parrots in the next room. That might have been. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yes, those were parrots. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> yeah, can't say for sure. <laughs> I I know my um I think it was my my grandfather had a a bird, but I thought it was a budgie or something. And he, he all he did is he he <laughs> he taught it to say Mary shit, <laughs> so that like every time my grandmother would walk by, because <laughs> her name was Mary. <laughs> oh, nice. 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 I was like, wow, that's that's a fantastic thing for your like, grandparents. Yes, have. I have a parrot in the tr- trunk of my car right now. <laughs> yeah, and parrots are messy, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Why would someone want a parrot? I don't know. I don't know anyway. either. They're colorful. They look great. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. All right. They taste good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, after 40 years, I don't know how good it'll taste. But... <laughs> it tastes like chicken, man. You know. <laughs> Uh, next article, Florida man wakes up to find burglar sucking his toes on Christmas Eve. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, good old Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in Florida in a couple of weeks with my acoustic, uh, group doing a tour down there for a week in, in Florida. But anyway, this fall, uh, you know, this fall, hopefully, you know, he practiced safe sex and was wearing socks. <laughs> <laughs> You just make sure that you push up a dresser up next to the, the hotel door or something when you're there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Miles, you'll have to bring us back some news. Yeah. <laughs> First-hand Florida news. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was uh, the Florida man woke up on Christmas Eve to find a burglar sucking on his toes, according to the Manatee County Sheriff's Office. When the Brandonton resident asked the stranger what he was doing in the house, the stranger said he was there to suck toes, according to... <laughs> According to the incident report, uh, a fight broke out during the struggle and the suspect tried to grab the victim's genitals and claimed he had a gun. Um, Deputies said that no weapon was found on the scene. The victim eventually was forced the other man out of the house. 
Um, the deputy said suspected he smashed in one of the homeowner's windows as well as the windshield of his of the resident's car as a rebuttal. Um, there was uh, they did uh, have investigators come in swab for DNA, but they have yet to track down the suspect. So there is a toe sucker. At large in Florida. At large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't think I'll wear sandals down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect your feet. I think I'll wear know. shoes with the, with the metal toes. If you notice somebody with a, with a balaclava mask eyeing up your feet as you're walking, <laughs> you might want to have you know, like the, the, the police on speed dial there. You know, those the, the, the masks have those little mouth holes. Maybe that's all that he could really <laughs> Right? <laughs> One at a time. Uh, all right, I would have looked down and been like, I told you it was a foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, geez. All, All right. right. Uh, so this article, how much free time? So uh, this article reads, they say there's no such thing as a stupid question, but that's apparently not the case in Tom's Diner in Denver, Colorado. Uh, in a photo posted on Reddit, a diner received a, thir- a 38-cent charge on their tab for a stupid question. So uh, we'll post up the uh we'll post up the receipt on the website. Yeah, for sure. But essentially the customer's order seemed normal. It was chicken tenders, 9 bucks, a side of mashed potatoes, 2.99, and then right below it it was said one stupid question, 38 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so um while some people think so the, and here's here's the kicker. Yeah. Um so obviously Reddit's a big community and there's a lot of uh, you get a lot of opinions on there. Yeah. Um as crazy as that is, and, and kind of insulting to the customer, ninety percent of the people that posted thought that was just a brilliant idea. <laughs> so expect to see more of these. Obviously, people in the service industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of customers just drive the uh, the uh, the servers crazy with uh, with a million questions about a hamburger. I mean, really, it can't be that complicated, can it? So. Oh, and no one can order. Who's going to judge if it was a stupid question or not? Do you raise your hand at a table or how does that work? (laughs) Yes, there's like a bell you have (laughs) to press. Yeah. (laughs) You know, actually. Thumbs up or down. I'm really curious if they left them a tip. Yeah. Right? Like either they laughed with it and left the tip or they were like, hell no. I didn't see a tip on the receipt there. But. uh, Oh, wow. You know, know. And, and no one can order off like off menu anymore. It's always like, yeah, you know, I want this, but can you do this? I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm saying yeah. that's like yeah. the new norm. Yeah. Well, I, I do it actually uh, just out of curiosity. Like, you know, the whole secret menu thing? Yeah. I actually, for all the listeners out there, I did go to Starbucks and I asked for the Harry Potter butterbeer um, latte. And did you get it? Uh, so they weren't aware of it, but they said, if you can tell me how it's built, we'll make it. And they totally did. And they just charged me regular latte price. Okay. That's pretty cool. It was super sweet. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Miles, we, we've done an episode on like off menu items. Um, mm-hmm. so we talk about like all the different places you can go. Like you can go to McDonald's and ask for like a Lansing and air burger. And it's like a McChicken, a fish filet and, and a Big Mac patty, uh, all in one burger. Uh, and there's like these crazy things that that exist, but they're they're not on a menu anywhere. So you kind of have to know about them to to get them. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I saw a guy in line this summer somewhere. I forget where it was. I was on the road with my partner, and uh, and there was there were two or three relatively young people, and they uh, were so long ordering at a fast food place that eventually they were told to stand back and let other customers go. 
And we took our food and we sat down and we were there for about 15, 20 minutes. And the entire time, these two young, this young three of them uh, were still you know, trying to order, try to place an order. And I can only think it might have something to do with our new laws, marijuana laws. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really not sure why it takes 15 or 20 minutes to order something all giggly and everything. So, oh man, I want a, a lot of a lot of oh, stupid wait, questions that day. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you that fish had eyes before they made it into a burger. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Pretty oh crazy. wow, <laughs> that's that's awesome. insane. Um, so I I don't know if you've heard today, but. Um, Justin Bieber uh, came out and said that he's been diagnosed with Lyme disease. Yes. And also with extreme um, mono. Yes. Extreme case of mono. I, I kind of thought that it was uh, very interesting. This is in, in wake of, of his marriage to uh, Haley Baldwin. I, I think it's like, you don't have these diseases. It's called marriage. They, yeah, they, called, get, yeah. they get under your skin, oh. they suck you dry, and they leave you exhausted. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're gonna feel that one later, bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the one time I hope she's not listening to the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you got? I remember, I, I remember when when April One was inducted to the Hall of Fame, Juno uh, Hall of Fame, in 2010. Uh, I went back after getting the award to the conference room, where there are all kinds of people there to ask questions from the you know from the press. And and after being in the business forty plus years and all of these millions of records and everything else, really nobody had anything to ask me. <laughs> and except for one lady and her son, <laughs> it was so sweet. <laughs> but but it was all about Justin Bieber. And oh, I, I swear to God, really? I swear to you and your listeners that I had never heard of him. I said, "Who?" <laughs> Justin Bieber. That's awesome. Oh, I wow. had no idea. Now that's 2010. Maybe he came out that year, but you know, <laughs> I, I live a sheltered life. I don't get out much, and I had never heard of him until that our, day, that night. Our, <laughs> our voice recognition polygraph is going off the charts here, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would love to have Justin Bieber on the on the show just to rebuttal that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miles, who? <laughs> I, I, I know, I I know, I know who he is now. That's for sure. That's so funny. <laughs> that's great. Um. All right, so Miles, let's uh, let's talk about the Miles Goodwin and uh, Friends of the Blues uh, two. That was did your... you hear? Did you hear in the news today about the angry turtle that started a fire? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's did my you news. Guys hear about that was that? That's, uh, that's my next news item, and we thought we'd skip it. Oh, Go for that. oh, you heard about it? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's my literally my next news article. But Tony and I were like, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll we won't get too far in the news, and because uh, we obviously we want nope. the show to be about you today. We we love you, so we want to <laughs> uh, make sure. Okay, no, no, I I I, I just want to get any comment on that. That's all. Okay, perfect. Nope, no, that's okay. Now, now that you brought it up, Matt has to go through it really quick. Okay, all right. I'll tell everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll blitz through it quickly. So okay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I love this. So in Essex, yes, an angry an angry tortoise uh, was rescued after lighting a house on fire. Essentially, so an, an angry looking tortoise was rescued from a house fire after setting the place ablaze. The forty five year old reptile knocked a heat lamp onto some bedding, which caught a light. It filled the house near uh, – this was in Uddlesford in Essex, uh, Essex with smoke on Christmas Day right around 4.50 p.m. Neighbors heard the fire and called emergency services, scrambling firefighters to the location. They put the blaze out and rescued the unnamed shell dweller, which Essex County Fire and Rescue Service said looked mighty angry. 
<laughs> yeah, when I, when I saw that, I was thinking that uh, turtles aren't the same as they used to be. When I was a kid, you know, back well, way back, even before that, back in the days of Huckleberry Finn, or when I was a kid, Opie, and that turtles were friendly, weren't they? Right, they right. were lovable. Yeah. And now they're 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 like the rest of the world. There's a real edge to them now. <laughs> now they're it just was, asses. <laughs> it, 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 there was a there was a time I used to break for turtles. Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now you swerve for them. <laughs> Have you ever seen a turtle run? <laughs> no, they're fast. They're, turtles are extremely fast. I've seen them run a couple times, and I was like flabbergasted. I could not believe how fast a turtle is. Yeah. When they have to, when they have to be, yeah, they they can shuffle right along. Yeah. Or maybe when and they're just like, racing and, 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 and like Paris, they taste good too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when I found <laughs> out turtles were evil, so I was like uh, probably ten years old, and my dad and I were fishing off a dock um, up near Bonaco area, and um, so I, I caught a, a sunfish. And uh, it was just a little tug, and then all of a sudden my line, my whole fishing rod almost came right out of my hands. What had happened was the snapping turtle ate the sunfish that was on my line <laughs> yeah. and got hooked, and I was reeling in the snapping turtle. And I, basically my dad's like, oh, you must have like a huge fish. And as soon as I got it up to the dock, he realized it was a snapping turtle. He's like, just throw the rod in. Just throw the <laughs> rod in. It's not worth it. <laughs> and this angry-ass turtle was coming for us. So. <laughs> Yeah, cheapers. Oh, <laughs> Power, very, very powerful jaws, turtles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For Tortoises, sure. Yeah. yeah. Tortoises <laughs> and my wife. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope mine's. I had to. I had to equalize it. Now, yeah. now I'm dead when I go. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so, Miles, uh, we'll get back to uh, Friends of the Blues too. It is your most recent album, correct? Yeah, uh, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, this was a widely popular follow-up to Miles Goodwin and the Friends of the Blues 1, or just kind of Friends of the Blues. Yeah, yeah. It came out in 2018, Friends of the Blues. Yeah, it came out in 2018. Did very well. Got a Juno nomination, won East Coast Music Award uh, that year. And uh, it was in the top 40 in America in the blues rock charts for over a year. So it did well. That's amazing. That's amazing. It feels, feels it does, yeah. everything, yeah. does everything you touch just turn to gold? or? <laughs> Is that no? It's platinum. <laughs> it goes platinum. <laughs> Sorry, platinum. <laughs> oh, not everything. No, 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 no. But it it uh, it, it did well, and so you know, I did I did the new one, and the new one's being received very well. So it's nice being the new kid on the block and releasing something and have it do well. That's for sure. That's amazing. All right. Yeah. Well, to uh, follow up with a little bit more of a cliche question, um, what song on the new album uh, means the most to you, and and why? Well, you know, I, I, I uh, uh, well, if I had to pick one, I suppose, uh, which is always hard to do. I know it's a cliche, but anyway, uh, to pick your favorite, there's one in there called "I Love My Guitar," and I had a guitar stolen from me uh, decades ago that was returned a year ago this past Christmas. No uh, way! It was stolen. Uh, yeah, I got the guitar in Cape Breton right before April Wine when I was in a band down there in 1968. It's a 62 Gibson Melody Maker, and I used it with April Wine. And then, um, like about you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 years ago or so, it, it was it disappeared. And I thought that it had been destroyed in a trucking accident in Montreal. That's what I had been told. And I had people that actually saw. Uh, the gear and it was smashed and, and, you know, not usable anymore and all that kind of stuff. And I was told my guitar was part of that wreckage. Uh, but it wasn't somebody at that time stole it. And, uh, it's been all over the place 
all those years. Kind of like Peter Frampton getting his guitar back, except I got mine back in perfect shape. Thank goodness. <laughs> you know, I did, and, and I didn't even know it was alive. And I re- uh, It was my favorite guitar. It's the first real guitar I ever had. It was beautiful. And it was Christmas Eve, uh, a week, a year this past Christmas. Christmas Eve, I got a message on Facebook saying, I know where your melody maker is. And I said, no, you don't. You know, it's it's gone to guitar heaven or something. And he said, no, no, I'll prove it. And he sent me a picture, and he said, this is a Victoria B.C. Well, it turned out it was in Victoria B.C., and I was able to buy it back. Uh, and uh, and when the media heard about this, it was a real frenzy. I mean, it was it was big news. I TV people in my house for three days in a row. I was on television talking about it. It was it was a big big deal, and it was a feel good story. Was you know at Christmas yeah, Eve something yeah. like this is when you don't expect it. This long lost friend appears at your doorstep. Kind of thing was really incredible. And writing this second album, there's a song in there where I use the melody maker, and it's called "I Love My Guitar," and folks really like the tune, and I do too. Beautiful. That's great. Now I, I have two yeah. questions to that to that story. Uh, the first one was: do you, Did you ever think that that maybe the the whole uh, truck accident, uh, the the guitar getting smashed, and they saw that was just the ploy to throw you off the trail on on what really happened to the guitar? You mean they faked an accident on on, on Carey Boulevard in the middle of Montreal to fool me? Well, they, they they maybe the accident happened, but they just happened to say that your guitar was part of it. No, I think I think it really. I think they broke. You know, they break. They, they tried to avoid hitting a turtle. I think or whatever. <laughs> and the truck went out of control. <laughs> And, and then the turtle went we, on to light the truck on fire, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and there was that's right, and there was carnage everywhere. Damn turtle and, took the guitar. Uh, <laughs> no, some 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 uh, you know, some asshole, you know, it saw the opportunity to grab this when no one was looking as everybody was going through the wreckage and wow. Off it went and it was in the black market and, and the guy, the last guy that had it had it for about fifteen years in his living room was a conversation piece. But wow. it did come back intact. There was no damage to it and I was able to play it right out of the box when it arrived back home. So the, the second cool. the second question I had to that was when he did contact you, was he wearing a ski mask and talking into a Smarties box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, eventually we, we corresponded by uh, by uh, by emails and uh, you know I mean I didn't have to buy that guitar back guys you know I mean if no. somebody steals your car and you happen to see it in the neighborhood you just call the cops you don't have to buy it back <laughs> but I didn't want, I didn't want to yeah I didn't want any bad karma at this point I just wanted it home safe and sound so uh, I, I, and I bought it back and the guy was was. Uh, you know, he was he was okay under the circumstances. So okay, yeah. you know, you know what's crazy about that, and and I just had a, just an epiphany um, because you hear about like all these stories about legendary instruments being stolen or, or misplaced for a period of time, and then sometimes they reappear, sometimes they don't. They should they should we should start a business, and we'll call it instead of Carfax, Guitar Facts, right? And we can <laughs> yep. find out everything about that instrument and where it's been and all that. For a fee, be like detect- uh, detectives for hire. Yeah, just trying. Yeah, to it might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Guitar facts because they because they are all they are all unique. They have serial numbers right? and other things that yeah. identify them. Yeah, that's Which, amazing. Anyways, yeah, God, I mean, all that can be altered easily enough, but still, it's yeah. true. Yeah, just just like a VIN plate, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, what was it like being inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame? And and nice. And how does that happen? Like, did, did, like, does someone <laughs> does like someone Give you a, like a phone call and say, "Hey, guess what?" Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, really? Oh, yes, they call you and say uh, you're being presented uh, with uh, 
a Hall of Fame award or whatever. Yeah, they, they call you and, and they ask you if you're up for it <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, it's a phone call. Of course it is. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, uh, it, was, it was from from, from Karis, the, the, the governing uh body of you if you will for 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 the hall of fame for junos Mm -hmm. for the juno committee and stuff and they contact the people that are going to be inducted or if they want you to present or anything like that i mean i've you know i've been there many times presenting and so forth and um and uh been nominated countless times Mm -hmm. and 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 in the case of uh, i was there last year as as a nominee for my blues record but in the case of you know, that uh, event in 2010. Yeah, we were contacted uh, with a phone call. There's contact information for the artists. Uh, same thing being inducted into the Canadian Industry Hall of Fame. Uh, there's, uh, they contact usually with a phone call. They just they track you down and, oh. they, and uh, they let you know that you've... Uh, yeah, I was, I was just, we asked that question because we, we really just were curious. Like, is it, is it, do they mail something to you? Uh, you know, and, and, how quickly well, does I mean, it happen from the time they call the, you? Eventually, all the paperwork follows. But yeah, if they can reach you by phone, they would rather talk to you. I mean, obviously, they want to make sure they're talking to the right person, too. Mm-hmm. So that's the best way. It beats texting any day of the week or emails. See, it's a little bit different, obviously, because we, we were just nominated for a Canadian Podcast Award, and uh, it came via email. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes I, I feel if it had come by a call, uh, especially with our group of friends, we we probably would have been like, "All right, who is this? Yeah, really? who is this? Is this Bob? <laughs> yeah. Is this Bob from accounting?" <laughs> no, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah that's so cool. uh, so it, it just goes to show uh, uh, different uh, generations, also just different industries, right? To to see that the fact that uh, people still use a phone. Damn right. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. You use phones if you yep. want to be uh, right on the money. Yep. That's amazing. I miss the days of like. Carrier pigeon being a thing. That would have been sweet. <laughs> He'd just be waiting forever to yeah. find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I thought you said mail, but okay. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, no. Carrier pigeon, man. Yep. Um, so uh, they say a lot, of, uh, a lot of great leaders have mentors. So who was your mentor growing up or even now? Uh, musically, we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Just I anything suppose. like somebody yeah. that you drew inspiration from that you said, you know, or helped guide your, your way. I don't know there's a lot of influences for what we do when we grow up. If we if we end up um, doing what we want to do or what we've wanted to do for a long time, some people know at a young, very young age, what they want to do, and they stay true to course, and they eventually become whatever that is that they want it to be. And for me, um, the music was just something that was you know part of my family, my. Uh, my mother's side in particular, and watching them was a great inspiration. And uh, I had a, a cousin who was in the Air Force that he visited us once down from Brantford, Ontario. We were living in Nova Scotia, here where I am now. And he had a guitar and a beautiful amplifier. Um, and I was mesmerized with the uniform and, and the in this musical gear, these two pieces. And uh, and then later on in life, uh, when I left finished high school, I, I, went, I went to join the Air Force. And before, uh, this was when they were, well, there was an Air Force before it all became Armed Forces. Mm-hmm. And I went and studied uh, mechanical drafting and engineering. And on my final year of that, I was going into the Air Force to design whatever they needed me to design for them in terms of planes or anything else, military, only to find out at that uh, first inquiry, official inquiry, that 90% of all of that kind of work was done by civilians. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
And I didn't want to end up in a little office on Water Street in Halifax for the rest of my life drawing toasters or something. So uh, I said, that's it. I'm out of here. I joined a band. That was 1968, the beginning of 1968. Found my melody maker I told you about. And yep. Never looked back. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I thought you were going to turn around and say they asked you to design a guitar. And you're like, oh, I'm in the wrong calling. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh could you give us a great story of like one of your tours uh, in any era and uh, that sticks out in your memory the most? Like anything that was, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, working with the Rolling Stones in Toronto in 1977 uh, for a couple of nights in a small club called the Elma Combo uh, with the Rolling Stones, and um, and it was uh, we recorded uh, those two nights as did the Stones for their project, and that was recorded by. Um, engineered great Eddie um, Kramer, best known for all the work with Hendrix that meant anything at all. Mm-hmm. But he's worked with so many bands. He's like he's 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 still alive and vibrant and happening and uh he's on Led Zeppelin Kiss. I mean you name it, the list is crazy. And he lives mm-hmm. in Toronto now and uh lived in New York forever. I went down to mix what we did with the Rolling Stones at Jimmy Hendrix's studio in, in, in Manhattan uh in seventy seven where the April I released an album called Live at the Elma Combo. So it's kind of hard to top that. And then they took us down to Buffalo for 40,000 people down there. And, you know, that whole experience was, was pretty special. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. That, that would be amazing. We get a lot of people that, yeah. uh, that, that state either an influence or people they'd love to collaborate would be, always be the Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. It's good, though. And, and you've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yep. All right. So <clears throat> this is an interesting question, and I wanted to ask it. So um, so I was actually speaking uh, with a friend of mine from, from Belleville, Ontario, uh, a week and a half ago. And um, we were talking about, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, we were having you on the show. And, and uh, he, he said that um, – uh, he just had mentioned, he said basically his mother back in the day um, banned ACDC from the house, but she allowed April wine. And so without actually getting in depth, I wanted to ask, rather than ask him why or get anything more, I wanted to ask you, um, why do you think that was? Are you guys more on the the, the softer side? I wonder if it was because you're a Canadian influence. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, we have a very soft side. I mean, we don't get much softer than just between you and me or you yeah. won't dance with me. Yep. But then we got very powerful songs. Yeah. I like Roller and I like to rock and all kinds of stuff. So we, we, we you know, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. You should ask his mother. It's cool. Yeah. I, I kind of had my idea why it yeah. was, and I think that's because you guys had more range. Um, you know, just between your, your softer stuff and then your harder stuff. Were, and, were they quite hard? And, and it wasn't just a quick case of like rock is rock. It, it was the, the, the varying spectrums of rock versus just heavy rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just wondering yeah, if you got it, that. It, 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 it could be, you know, uh, I have no idea. You know, if she was a groupie, it would have been easy to sleep with the guys in April Wine, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who we were talking. Oh, was it? I think it was. Uh, uh, was it Eric Shankman or, or uh, Fifty Four Forty? We were asking if groupies were still still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, groupies, groupies, groupies are everywhere. Yep. groupies are still everywhere. That's good to know. Yeah, it's like what do you say? He's like yeah, they're the same but different. It, 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 there are, group, there are groupies for everybody, everybody, oh, wow. uh, you know, so. You hear that, all you podcast groupies? They, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're groupies for broadcasters, for, you know, the, 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 
the buckle bunnies for country music and it goes on and on. So there's groupie for politicians and so forth and so forth. But the difference is we, we uh, sit in a booth. <laughs> yeah, we sit in a booth behind glass so they can't just throw underpants at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like the haphazards of standing well, on stage. They, they, uh, they probably know if they threw their pants at you guys, you'd just laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. True, true. No, Matt would so, pick them all up and you know, collect and them. Point. <laughs> and point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd point. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, so, uh, if you were to pick any other career path, what would it be? Uh, well, I told you about what I wanted to do a long time ago, but I have no other desire to go anywhere. Music is, is I'm completely happy where I am, you know. Perfect. So, it wasn't like you wanted yeah. to be an accountant or anything. It was just like it was either military or music. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. I mean, I mean clearly made the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> and we're thankful yeah. that you did. Yeah, you know, I've been in the business over 50 years, and it's been good to me, so. Oh, time flies. I've made, I've made hundreds of dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, and one, one other little thing I wanted to throw in there. So you were down in, uh, living down in the Bahamas, if I remember correctly. I, I, at one point I was, yeah. Yeah, what, what made you want to come up to, to Canada again? Well, you know, if you're a creative person, there's not a lot of creativity, at least there wasn't for me uh, on this island. Um, I enjoyed it, but I got bored. Really, that's the short version. I just got bored. I wanted back. Yeah, I want to get back to to writing and playing and being active. I was too young to retire. Yeah, that's what enough. happened. That's good. Yeah, right on. All right, so we're going to get into uh, the next segment of the show and kind of like the the final round of the show, and that is uh, Matt's rapid fire questions. All right. So Matt is going to ask you uh, twenty quick questions, and you just let us know the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure. Perfect. All right. And here we go. Rapid Fire Questions. Favorite movie of all time? Uh, the Godfather one. Favorite rock concert of all time? Uh, Paul McCartney. Favorite food? Fish. Favorite book? Mine, just between you and me. Favorite Marvel character? Uh John Wayne. <laughs> I don't know. Favorite, favorite song from the from the past year. Favorite song? Yep, mm-hmm. from the past year. Uh can't help you there. Don't know. All right. Favorite DC character. It was pro- probably one of mine. Okay. Uh, DC character? Yeah. I I don't I don't have any favorites, so that's something I don't never did follow. Okay. okay. Beer scotch or wine? I don't drink alcohol like water. Okay. All right. PC or Mac? Uh, uh, Mac. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Poutine or fish and chips? Pizza. Ah, <laughs> that's my man. <laughs> Favorite make of guitar? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Metallica or ACDC? Pizza. <laughs> Hench- I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ordering pizza? <laughs> yeah, somebody order a pizza. Get this guy a pizza. Uh, handshake or a fist bump? I like a handshake. Uh, weirdest secret talent? Weirdest secret. Uh, I'm I, I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm a good shot with a gun. All right, All right good. I'll take it. Um, yep. Name one band you'd like to collaborate with. Oh. Uh, 
Oh my goodness! That 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 that, that, uh, that uh, I, you know I would I, I'm just going to say Tash Mahal. I'm a fan. He's what got me into the whole blues thing. If I could yeah. sit down face to face with him and do something, that would be brilliant for me. Yeah. Nice one. Great answer. Um, have you ever peed on something public? Yeah, a keyboard player in one of my cover bands. Years ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, the best answer we've ever had. <laughs> I held him down and peed on him. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, worst fear? Ah, uh, uh, going blind. Okay. okay. Boxers or briefs? Um, um, briefs. All right. And what's the favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? Oh, this one. Quite <laughs> <by> far. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so we have one last question for you. And uh, this was actually by uh, Brad Merritt from uh, 5440. Uh, oh. He has asked you, uh, have you ever been above the Arctic Circle? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't believe so. Uh, no. No, okay. No, no. Right on. No, but I just got an offer to go to Budapest, which I have never done that before as an artist. That'll be, oh, I don't amazing. think that's above the, the Arctic Circle, but. <laughs> no. A little, little lower. You know what? I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be completely honest. I'm not sure exactly where that circle starts. You know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's have, like Sweden, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Russia. Um, oh, I've, I've been, I've been to Sweden. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So yeah, you have been. You know, it's yeah, funny. Been, yeah. Excuse, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. That's terrible. I, I'm even admitting it. But you know, being an honest dude, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, and um, who has a globe these days? In the, on their desk? You know what? I'm going anyway, yeah, to be a hundred percent honest. I wrote it down just on the off chance that you asked me. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been. I've been <laughs> Yeah, I've been in the Northwest Territories and performed up there. I've been into a lot of places. I just didn't know where, how far that extra circle extended. Yeah, we'll give you mad props for that because I didn't know yeah. either. We had to look it up. Okay, fair enough. Thanks, Brad. You stepped us the stuff. You yeah. stepped us both. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Miles. We really appreciate you taking time to be on the show. Uh, would you? Okay. Would you like to uh, to pitch any social medias or anything that you're working on right now? Well, you know, no, not really. I mean, anybody interested in any of the things that's going on with me musically, uh, you know, it's Miles Goodwin, uh, uh, you know, dot ca dot com. Uh, April Wine, same thing. Our website, my personal website, tells you all about what I'm up to between April Wine and my my blues stuff and my uh, and my acoustic uh, show, which is called Just Between You and Me Live, which is conversation acoustic, right? And I'm going. I got three weeks in the States. I got a week in Florida, a week in uh, Texas, and a week in Arizona coming up at the end of the month. So uh, any information and all of that can easily be found by just going on your your laptop and having a look right. around. So any or, or you can check me, out, check me out on Facebook, too. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Hopefully you'll get an influx All right, guys. And, well, uh, you know, I hope, hope to speak to you uh, again sometime. And We'd love to have yeah, you back on the show someday. And uh, go get some pizza, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and try and try and try and cheer up a little bit. <laughs> all right, all right. I should have okay. asked you what your favorite pizza was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, be well. All right. Thanks. Take, Take care. care. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Okay. Cheers, boys. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. So this is a good time for us to start uh, to pitch our social media. Absolutely. We've got, uh, you can get a, uh, a touch with us via our website, is thefap.ca, our, our email is the fat podcast at gmail.com our uh, twitter is the fat four instagram is the fat podcast and uh, our facebook page is the freaking awesome podcast 
excellent. Well, as always, everybody, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the show. We hope you've enjoyed, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you next week. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Ah, uh, oh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>